Let's roll them, let's roll them, let's roll them. Woo! Welcome to Set One Sales Podcast. Sales Secrets Unlocked. A podcast for salespeople by salespeople. Cold calling tips, inspiring success stories, sales process, and reviewing the top sales tools. Learning, teaching, and inspiring each other. Every day we take action, stay persistent, and set one. Let's roll again. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yes, 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 yes. All right, don't have my dice with me. Tony Kirkland here, Set One Sales Podcast. We are for salespeople, by salespeople, sales process, sales tools. We ha- we're going to have interviews. We've got interviews coming up. A lot of exciting stuff going on. My uh, first sales book, The Million Dollar Sales Tune-Up, is coming out here in the uh, beginning of October. Uh, shortly after that, the um, audio version of the book will be released. And then the online training course. Uh, for the Tune Sales System, our sales system will be released. Very exciting, and got some speaking stuff coming up as well. But just a quick what's happening. But today, so this week, so we're kicking off. It's a little. I'm releasing the podcast episode a little later, but it's okay. But this week is. Last week was sales strategy. It was sales strategy week. This week is qualifying prospects week. All week we're going to focus on qualifying prospects. In within the sales process, uh, business to business, professional sales. So let's jump right in. So it's Learning Mondays. So on Mondays we learn. So Learning Mondays. What are we going to check out today? What we'll check out today is uh, top four things to do when qualifying sales prospects. All right. So that's what we're going to look at. So it's a great way to kick off uh, another week with Learning Mondays. Uh, we're focusing on a topic that hits close to home for every salesperson. You know, you build your sales strategy, usually it's step one, what you're going to do. And then usually what you do next is you start building your your list, your, your, your prospects list, whether it's from a company like ZoomInfo or <clears throat> other data analytic companies that can help you build lists based on, um, you know, the software a company's using or certain uh, uh, drivers that you're looking for as far as a good fit for your product or service. So it does hit home, right? How, how to qualify prospects effectively. We covered in the book and uh, our training covers it as well, but it's something we want to talk about here today uh, real quickly, just a quick little podcast episode. So it's part of the sales game that can make or break your success. Um, you can waste a lot of time chasing prospects that aren't a good fit, don't have an interest, don't have the budget, and are already so happy with their current provider of service or product that you really don't have a chance. So you have to really uh, be honest with yourself when you're doing building qualifying prospects, building the list uh, that you're going to reach out to. But let's dive right in. So the four top four things to do when qualifying sales prospects. What do we got here? Let's see. So number one, identifying real decision makers, right? So this is a top, one of the top challenges, right? So it's one of the top, top challenges, one of the first things you need to do, right? We need to talk to the person that has enough power within the organization to move the ball down the field or, or purchase, right? So let's face it. I mean, you could be talking to someone who acts like they own the place and then you find out they have no real authority to make decisions because the last thing someone wants to tell you is that, you know, they have no say 
in what product or service they use, you know, and a good example of that is usually in IT, we were trying to talk to IT manager level and above when we're doing a selling system integration or um, staffing, because those were the uh, level of people that were in charge of the projects who knew what was lacking in the project and the type of manpower they needed or the type of skills they were lacking. So it was, it was, it was hard to know, right? So it was kind of tricky. So what you can do is you can just ask them outright if they're the decision maker or if there's someone else you should be talking to. Now I wouldn't maybe come right out and say it just like that, but you say, look, you know, we're, you know, you've been talking to them. Uh, maybe you start with a call and you, you set a meeting, you have email exchange and you say, look, I'd love to set up a time to understand, you know, understand how your organization works. You know, who do you work, you know, who, who's under you and who, who do you re- report to? I always found that's a good way to kind of ease, ease into it without just coming right out, out and saying, is there someone else I should talk to? But uh, that is something you can do. Uh, you can use LinkedIn to scout out uh, who in the company has a decision-making power along with other tools like Zoom Info. Zoom Info can get Zoom Info and these other tools can get kind of expensive. LinkedIn is so powerful um, to be able to do that research. It's great. Um, it, it's, it's evolved over the years. Uh, utilize any internal contacts you might have to navigate directly to the right person. I did this a lot in my sales career. A lot of times um, I would do drive-bys where I would stop in and introduce myself even to the person in the lobby and, and build some type of uh, relationship with the person on, you know, that checks your ID badges as you come in and just anything like that. And, and you wouldn't believe the information they have and what's going on in the building. Um, then when you get up to you know, where the floor or the area you're trying to get into – Whenever I would meet somebody, if I had the opportunity, I would introduce myself to other people in the department, whether it be their administrative assistants and other people in in the department. And I would even ask after the meeting, I said, do you mind if I meet some more people in your department? So once once you're there, you need to try to spread out as much as possible. So a pro tip to keep in mind is that the decision maker often has advisors, right? A lot of times that's going to be the administrative assistant, believe it or not. You want to impress them, they might, you know, they might just walk you into the decision maker's office. I've had that happen as well, but it takes time because a lot of people are trying to do a quick hit, get in, get their meeting, get out. If if you if you're seen as someone that's truly believes in the value that you can provide their company because you keep coming back and coming back and the conversations are genuine, you can really build up that equity with that person. And once they start trusting you, which is also a big part of our system, the trust. Then they'll let you um, let you in on some information and or and or just connect you directly with the person and set up a meeting. Number two, the mystery of the budget. Yes, can they afford what it is you're providing, the service or product? And it's not so much not just can they afford it. Do they have the budget? It's a lot of times companies can afford it, but they haven't budgeted to spend that much money on a specific product or service. Specifically, if it's a new product or service. Most times, with all the bells and whistles, it's going to be more expensive than what they're using. Budgets are often treated like top-secret information uh, in a lot of uh, organizations, so getting that crucial number can feel like pulling teeth uh, for sure. A good action plan is be open about your price ranges and let them self-qualify. You can let them know that we, you know, our service or product falls in this range. Is that something 
that you're comfortable with, or is that is that the area you guys were looking in? You can shift the conversation from just cost to ROI, the ROI they can expect. Yes, you're going to spend this much, but the return on your investment is X, Y, and Z. So if you can, if you can quantify, if you can make it worth their time, you know, if you can quantify the fact that they have to spend X amount of money, but they're going to get back, you know, double, triple their investment down the road, whether in straight revenue, time saved, efficiency is a, is a good play because that'll start the budget conversation. The third thing you can do is provide options for various budget levels if possible. That's also a good thing to do. Number three, so finding the true needs. And why, why is this tricky? Finding the true need is tricky because sometimes a prospect might seem interested, but when push comes to shove, they back out. Why? Because their needs weren't properly identified. Just because they're having a conversation, even if they set a meeting. A lot of times, I'll give you a great example. I set a meeting with somebody, walked into their office and sat down, introduced myself, and he turned to me and said, look, Tony, I'm not going to, it really doesn't matter what you have to say or what you're doing. I'm, I'm not interested. I'm not going to buy. And, you know, I was, you know, it was kind of, I've never had a meeting start that way. And uh, I asked, is it something I did? He said, oh, no. He goes, my boss requires me to have a certain amount of meetings each week. And you asked, so I gave you the meeting. And I was like, wow. I said, okay. Well, I shook his hand, left my card. I said, if anything changes, let me know. But you, you run into all kinds of things. So don't assume that they need your product or service just because they're having a meeting with you or if they're spending some time with you. So an action plan here is use targeted questions to identify their actual needs, propose a small commitment to gauge their genuine interest. And if they're not a good fit, know when it's time to walk away. Time is money, right? Don't waste time. And I, I was very upfront with prospects. I said, look, I'm not going to waste your time or mine. That's why you know, we have a quick discovery call and we're very, and we're very um, honest during the discovery call. We, we're honest about what we can the solution and the deliverable and the return on investment and the cost. And, you know, do we get into the depths of it? No, but we give a high level to make sure there's enough need to move to the next steps. That's important. Number four, it's all about timing. This is tricky because if they're not in the buying cycle, they just bought a product, a similar product or service, your timing's off, right? So the timing of when you, when you come in there and a lot of times you don't know the timing, and that's why I, you, my motto is, you know, sales, sales, sales happens when timing meets activity. Sales happens when timing meets activity. Why? Because you don't know their timing. That's why you stay active. Right? So action plan here. Do your homework. Know the buying cycles in your industry. Usually a lot of industries, it's standard. You know, there's windows that open up and then it close. Usually towards the end of the year, it's closed or some companies still have budget left and they need to use up that budget or they're not going to get that same amount the next year. A lot of companies, you know, will spend on things that they don't really need, but they have the money at the end of the year because they want to make sure they get that same amount of budget the next year. So if they say not now, schedule a follow-up for when they might be ready. And this is where a, C a good CRM, you know, you know, it, helps out. You make sure and take notes and follow up and have reminders in there to stay in touch, whether it's an email drip campaign or just a call every quarter, just to say, even leave a message just to say, Hey, we're still here. Has anything changed? And time your pitch according to industry highs and lows. That's uh, kind of uh, relates to the first one. 
So in, in wrapping up, I mean, the top four must-dos for qualifying prospects, um, whether you're a novice or seasoned pro, these steps will help you out. It'll help you refine your approach and, and kind of smooth things out a bit, right? So there's no, there's no uh, cookie-cutter answer for the best way to do it. It has to fit your industry and has to fit your personality. So just kind of going back over the four things to do to help you out, you want to identify the real decision makers, right? That's number one. The mystery of the budget, you got to find out what that budget looks like. And then finding their true needs, number three. And it's all about timing. That's why we stay active every day. We have active, not passive. We don't do passive sales. Professional salespeople aren't passive. Passive is for different, a different kind of industry. We are active. We reach out. So it's about timing, right? So you stay, you stay active and you learn your buying cycles, as we mentioned, and you go from there. So those are the four must-dos. Um, or four must-dos for qualifying prospects that'll help ease things. So I want to thank you guys for joining us on Learning Mondays. As I, as I, uh, I want to make sure you guys remember it's it's qualifying prospects week. So today was Learning Mondays. Tomorrow we taking action Tuesdays. Then we have staying persistent Wednesdays. Then we have our live, our YouTube live, our live stream Thursdays, which is our Thursday live inspiration. And then Friday we'll have an interview. I believe we have Andrew Barker from Middle Market Advisors, a fractional CFO service this Friday. Very exciting. So we'll get that we'll get that interview going for you guys Friday. But I just want to remind you guys of that. And that's what our week looks like. So this is Tony Kirtland reminding everybody to stay persistent. Thank you for watching Set One Sales. Tune in every week for our new show. And remember to take action, stay persistent, and set one. Let's roll them. Look at my curls.